it's about that time. For the inside trip. You know that nasty trip. Don't wind up on your back, bro. Are you ready? And we're back. What's up, wrestling fans? Yes, yes, yes. We are definitely back. Episode number 18 of the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. My name is Brandon Olinger. I am alongside my main partner in crime, Benjamin Watson. Don't wind up on your back, bro. God, you got the voice of an angel. Oh, yeah, baby. Well, I gotta, I'm just going to go ahead and assume that there's lots of people out there just like ourselves who are disappointed, bummed out, maybe even a little depressed that the college wrestling season is over. But you know what? Yeah, man. That doesn't mean we can stop here. College wrestling's over, but you know what? There's still plenty to talk about within the college wrestling season and also, you know, moving forward. Absolutely. All right, as I said, this is episode number 18. You can hit us up on Twitter at the Inside Trip one If you want to send us a, an email, please do so to the Inside Trip one at gmail.com. By the way, we got a fantastic email today from a young lady out in Iowa. She had some comments about the Bojo Mark Hall match. I got to tell you guys, Ooh. she kind of agrees with us. I'm just putting it out yeah. there. I'm just putting it out there. This girl sounds highly intelligent. Can't wait to talk to her more about wrestling. Um, but she says that was two for Bojo, so stick it. Nittany Lions. That was two. Two for Bojo. Two. Two for Bojo. Your best two for Bojo impression. <laughs> All right. So, listen, guys. Um, things just kind of, I don't know, Ben. Like, kind of everything kind of worked out our way this week. Um, one of Ben's favorite wrestlers, Eric Montoya, the Nebraska Cornhusker 133, announced on Twitter he was having a baby this week. Uh, of course, Ben's going to say congratulations because he loves the New Mexican Rattler. Oh, yeah, man. Eric Montoya is my boy. And um, had a great, he didn't know it till today. He but did, my boy. Had a great career. Um, said, "Hey, let's do a podcast, the guys." So we said, "Why not?" We would love to have a two-time All-American on the show. So, for your enjoyment, your listening pleasure, we got a little interview. Get, we're getting ready to throw out there for you with Eric Montoya. We hope you enjoy it, Ben. Anything else you want to say before we kick it off? No, man. Let's let's do it. All right, everybody, we are joined here on the phone with us tonight by Nebraska Cornhusker, two-time All-American, Eric Montoya. Eric, how you doing tonight? Doing well, doing well, man. Just uh, n- another Friday. Well, I believe this is the 18th episode, right? This will be episode number 18. You are right. Yeah, thanks for mentioning that. We appreciate that. So you're just back from St. Louis, man. What's been going on since you got back? A whole lot, man. Just, uh, you know... Um, as you guys know, uh, I found out the gender of, of, uh, of my, of my baby that's going to be due in August and, um, you know, I'm getting married in June. So kind of just, I put everything off until after, uh, nationals just because, you know, you know, you, you got to take things one at a time. And, um, uh, you know, I just, it was, I didn't want to stress myself out, I guess. So you know, it pushed all this stuff after nationals. So now it's like, all right, wrestling's done. Now I got to take care of all this stuff that I've been kind of putting off. Yeah. I guess in a way. You got to be a man now. <laughs> yeah, man. All the fun games are over now, man. Now it's <laughs> now I got to be a big boy, I guess, right? Yeah, man. Hey, congratulations so. on. Uh, is this your first? This your first one? My uh, first well, 
my, my fiance um, has a, uh, a previous uh, child from, oh, from gotcha. before we started uh, dating. He's three years old, but, um, you know, he, he's mine. So cool. this, well, is our, this is our second. So. Well, congratulations, man. That's awesome. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. Welcome to the club, man. I got two kids myself, so uh, you're in for a it's, – it's just going to be fun, man. A lot, a lot of life-changing oh. experiences getting ready to happen. Man, I, I uh, today I took uh, took him <clears throat> took uh, my little one to the to the museum, and then er- earlier this week I took him to Chuck E. Cheese, and like at, by the end of the day I'm just tired because you, know, you, <laughs> you gotta follow them around. It's like I'm like damn, man, like, you think you know I'm in good shape because wrestling, but it's just <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's yeah, mentally sure. draining. Yeah, you can be in wrestling yeah. shape, but you can't be in shape to chase around children, right? I mean, that, that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's ironic, I know. Well, that's cool, man. You got a name picked out? I'm sure you probably don't want to share uh, it on the pod, but we don't. We don't have. We don't have a name picked out. Um, and even if we do, she, she my my uh, my lady wants to keep it a secret for whatever reason. But uh, it's kind of cool because my uh, my brother's having uh, having a baby too, and like they find out their gender tomorrow. So so we're hoping that we're hoping that they have a boy too. You know what I mean? And have a couple little wrestlers and. Right on. And, uh, get the, get those guys going. So yeah, man, it's exciting. Well, congrats For on sure. everything. Congrats on the uh, the All American finish. Congrats on the you know the new baby boy, and definitely congrats on the upcoming marriage, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. It's <clears throat> you know, wrestling's been such a big part of my life. It's it's kind of scary in a way sometimes. You know, I'm thinking like you know, I don't know what it's like. Uh, you know, obviously I'm gonna coach. Um, but you know, to be done as a competitor wrestling wise is just kind of kind of scary because a lot's going to change now. But you know, I'm excited for it, so should be good. Uh, for sure. Hey, I just got to ask you. Um, I mean, we are definitely grateful that you, you know, that you said let's do a podcast. But what made you say that? Yeah. Well, you know, I, you know, to, to be honest, I'm a big fan of the Joe Rogan podcast. I'm watching those all the time, so I love podcasts. Okay, great. My, it's it's. It's always been like someone like oh, I want to do one of those one of these days. Cause I feel like I feel like I got a good a lot of good insight and whatnot. And uh, and of course, you know, I heard the I, I heard the infamous uh, Pat Downey yeah. <laughs> episode. That was the one. That, that's how I knew you guys. So when you tweeted at me, I was like, oh, the inside trip. I was like, this, 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 those are the guys who uh, who got Pat Downey on the phone. I was like, oh man, that'd be cool. I'd want to get on get on there, you know. And plus, it's just cool because you know, podcasts and wrestling is. You know, gen- I guess what genuinely new. I only know of you guys in Flow Radio. I'm sure there's some other outlets, but um, you know, on Flow Radio, they, <laughs> you know, they. I don't know if they let it fly as much as they can, and that, probably for good reasoning, just because you know they they kind of have a, you know, a rep to uphold, and you know they have a lot of different things. You know, they have the old videos and meet. You know, they have a whole diff- whole brand, I guess. And so, like you know, I've seen you guys, and it's like you know, this is a good thing for for the sport, and I think it's good for the fans out there who want to, who want to know, you know, they want to know the athletes. They just like, you know, people wanted to hear the Pat Downey story. They, you know, it's entertaining to them. So to me, I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm pretty entertaining. I can put on a good show and, you know, have some good laughs and, uh, you know, just, you know, talk about the greatest sport in the world. So Love it. that's pretty much it, man. Love it. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. You're right. We're not really like flow radio. We're two dudes sitting in a, in a room, drinking beer, hanging out, having a good time. So we're a little different. <laughs> day. That's, that's a good Friday right there. Yeah, we don't quite have the brand to uphold, but you know what? With people like you coming on, man, we're going to get, you know, you know, we're going to keep on getting more respect when we have guests as good as you. So, you mentioned that it's kind of a little different now because you're done wrestling. Um, how long yeah. have you been wrestling? Like when did you start? 
man, to be honest, I mean, I, I've wrestled a lot, but not a lot. So, I mean, I wrestled like one year when I was a little kid, um, you know, but, and then I wrestled like maybe a few years later. So when I was like 10, maybe. And then I took another few years off. It was just kind of something I just got, you know, my uncles wrestled. My brother wrestled a little bit when he was younger. He wasn't very, you know, he never like kind of hit that next level to like, you know, state champ or anything like that. Cause he was more of like a baseball player. So, <laughs> um, but then what, then I started wrestling again, like in middle school and, um, but I never traveled. Like I never traveled out of the state. It was all like stuff like in, in Albuquerque, like youth wrestling, stuff like that. And then what happened was, um, I used to, I was, I loved baseball, but you know, I was just small. I was too small. And you know, all my friends, you know, I, I couldn't hit it very far. You know, it was just, it was just a frustrating thing for me. And I kind of just, I, I was like, you know what? I like wrestling. Just, you know, it's a sport where you don't got to be big. You know, that's why they have weight classes. No doubt. And, you know, you don't, you don't have, you know, you don't, you, you could be chubby, you could be tall, you could be short and stocky, whatever. And so I was like, hey, you know, this is what I want. I told my dad this is what I want to do. I don't want to play baseball anymore. And so ever since then, you know, I walked into a room in the summer and, and that was it. It was just like, this is what I'm going to do. That was like my seventh grade, seventh grade summer, I believe. And so that's when I started, you know, taking it serious. But, I mean, I guess generally I haven't really wrestled that much. I never went to, like, Tulsa or, you know, you know the big tournaments for, like, youth yeah. until really, like, high school, I guess, or my, my last year of middle school. So um, I guess from really from then on, I would say, like, you could say from, like, sixth grade on maybe, seventh grade on around there. So nice, nice. Not too long, yeah, but um, – I was once kind of, I started doing it competitively, it, you know, I took it serious. So awesome! Yeah, I was kind of the same way. I always played baseball, and the one thing I loved about wrestling, rather than baseball, was there was hardly any politics in wrestling. You know, you you win your spot outright. There's no dispute. Exactly, and it's on you. You know, if you you you're not depending on other people. It's um, it's you're out there, and it's 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 man man to man, hand on hand combat, and that's that's what I've always loved. You know, so. Um, no, yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. No doubt, man. So, and then uh, you know, I kind of you know did some research on you. Actually, I don't know if you know, you probably don't know, but I've been talking about you all year on the podcast. Actually, I gave you a nickname as the New Mexican Rattler because you like get on top, uh-huh. of, you, you get on top of people and snake them up. So I've been chat. I mean, yeah. you've been my boy all year. Because plus, I actually was born in Albuquerque, so you know, oh really? I, yeah, so I got a little Kirky blood in me. I, I mean, I was we moved when I was real young, so I don't remember much of it. But I've been back a few times. But um, so. You were a four-time state champ in New Mexico. Yeah. When did you? So obviously that's really good, but you know that's not a state that's really known. We live in Ohio, you know. Wrestling is all around us. That's yeah. not a state that's really known for the wrestling. When did you know you wanted to wrestle in college? Yeah, it's funny. I mean, listen. I mean, I'll be honest, and I've said it. You know, this place sucks as far as wrestling goes, and there's not much. Um, you know, so you don't have a lot to look up to. I guess, you know, you go to Ohio, you got, you got plenty, you know, you can name 30 off the top of your head probably, you know, you look Stevers, Bob, I could go on, you know, yeah, no uh, doubt. Jordans, anywho, um, you know, I, what your question was, when did I know I wanted to go D1? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I always wanted to, I always wanted to, the, the thing was, was, I don't know how I want to say this, but um, there were some guys who came out of here a few years before me. And they didn't, they were supposed to be just kind of a golden era for New Mexico, I guess. You know, we had some good guys ranked highly uh, nationally coming out of high school and they kind of wet the bed. And so that kind of ruined it for me in a way because, you know, I always wanted to go D1 and I, I always felt like, um, 
that I was I always felt I was one of the best guys in the country even even though there wasn't there wasn't even though there wasn't much here I was you know I had some pretty decent partners and whatnot and I had a pretty good coach and so I knew I knew I was at that level the, the problem was was selling myself to the coaches because I didn't know anybody I didn't I mean my dad never wrestled I didn't, I didn't know how to I didn't know how to how recruiting worked or like I didn't have people calling me or at, I mean it was crazy man I mean the one school that probably that was that was good that wanted me um while I was in high school was Lehigh, but I just didn't have the grades. And it's not like my yeah. grades sucked. It's just, it's Lehigh. You got to, that's a tough school you, to you get can't into. Be, yeah. I mean, it's not easy for sure. And so, um, I always wanted to go D1. I knew I could, I knew I could do it, but I just didn't have, I didn't have any, anybody calling me and I didn't have, uh, um, I'm sure I was obviously good enough to walk on somewhere or get like maybe 10% or something like that, 20% somewhere, but that just, that that's just not, wasn't enough for me. So it's kind of like, you know, I had Campbell, <clears throat> Joe Bordwine at the time. He's an Ohio guy. I don't know if you guys oh, remember yeah. him or know of it. Yeah, I yeah. Know Joe. Uh, so, yeah, so he was he was at Campbell, and you know they offered me like seventy percent. I was like, damn, oh, wow. like that's pretty good. And you know they looked like they had some good things going, but like like I said, I didn't know. I, I didn't know anything. I didn't know like like how this stuff works. So I was kind of like. Um, hey, I'm. I didn't really like ask anybody. I just kind of said, "Hey, this is where I'm gonna go." So that was kind of how that worked out. And and uh, I went on there on a recruiting trip one time, and like that was it, pretty much. That was about the only place that wanted me, or like you know, offered a lot of money for me. That was Division One, and so I was like, "All right, well, I guess this is where I'm going." So was that a was that, that a pretty, was pretty big, much it? Was that a pretty big shock going from Albuquerque to Bowie, what is it, Bowie's Creek, yeah. North Carolina? <laughs> Listen. Bowie's Creek is in the middle of freaking nowhere, man. It's, it's like, it's like seriously, there's like a gas station and like a subway. I mean, I'm sure it's changed a little bit since I've been there, but I mean, it actually is a great environment to train if you want to get isolated. Yeah. But it's just, you know, at the time, you know, that's a lot different now than it was when I was there. And it's, yeah, of course, you know, coming from Albuquerque, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty much generally Hispanic. So yeah. like, you know, I'm going, to, I'm going across. I'm like 17 years old, and I'm moving across the country to the south. No, no, no like, doubt, man. You know, I got all these white people around me. I'm, I don't even know. It's they're all looking at me like like I'm Jackie Robinson or something. <laughs> and uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I heard. <laughs> I, like, I heard like back. What was it? 2010 when they started Lex letting Hispanic people wrestle in the NCAA. Yeah, that might have been. That might, might have been the first one. <laughs> I might have been the first one. No, actually, I got my yeah, no. I got my ass kicked by uh, Efren Ceballos. I don't know if you know who he is. He wrestled for Cal State Bakersfield. He was an All American, obviously, an Hispanic. And I think yeah. he might have been the first one. I don't know, but Are not, you yeah, no, we, we, no, ahead, no, no, it's all it's all good. No, we uh, actually we had like one All American. It was like ten years before I placed my first year, which was twenty sixteen. It's ten years. Um, he he wrestled. He's from Albuquerque. He wrestled at Oregon before they got cut, and he was an All American his senior year. He was pretty good. His name is Joey Bracamani. He took fifth. He beat one of the Paulsons fifth and sixth. He beat he beat Hendricks. He's one of Hendricks' few losses. He oh, wow. beat him at Reno in the finals, twisted him up. He lost in the semis to Chirella. Okay. So he was he was like the last guy though, you know, and he was a one time All American, no offense to him, but like I mean we had another guy like around uh Brian Snyder's um era, but like like I said, there wasn't much to look up to. But yeah, no, it definitely it, it was a it was a huge change for me moving moving there, and but um, a culture shock to across the country to the south. Oh, for sure, man, for sure. So let Absolutely. me. It was crazy. So let me ask you. Um, you know, obviously, you know, your first year at Campbell, you you qualified for the national tournament as a true freshman. You know, you had a nice little nice little season that year. What made you decide to transfer to Nebraska? 
man, it, it wasn't even like that. I, I just felt like, I mean, I always felt like I could be the best guy in the country. And, you know, even though at the end of the day, I didn't do that. I always felt like, you know, I was, I was one of the best. If I could get in a room with the right people, the right coaches, right partners, and at a place with the right resources. I see. And so, uh, that, that's, that's pretty much what it was for me. It was nothing. It wasn't like I had like a falling out there or anything like that. Like, like I, I had nothing good, nothing bad to say about Joe board, Joe board one. That guy was great. And, uh, it's just, you know, I, I just want, I wanted to put myself in a position to where I could reach my potential. And, um, you know, they let me talk to one school. It's kind of, I don't know. I actually, that guy I was telling you about Joey, he had a friend named Paul Gomez and Paul Gomez was coaching at a junior college. And, and I, I was like, well, I'm, I'm probably gonna have to go Juco cause it's going to be hard for me to get released. And he's, you know, he told me, Hey, you know, you're not, you should keep trying to transfer out cause I hadn't registered yet. So I could, I could use that year to burn. And, uh, I guess, you know, Nebraska at the time was looking for a lightweight. And, um, so, you know, that's how that kind of worked out. And they let me talk to one school and it was Nebraska and they made me an offer. And I, you know, I took a pay cut to go there for yeah, sure, sure. But, uh, you know, they wanted to bring me on a visit and I didn't, I didn't even take a recruiting trip. I said, oh, really? Hey, I don't need to, I don't need, to. yeah. Then, I mean, I knew, I knew it was going to be better than where I was at, <laughs> you know I mean? Couldn't, couldn't get worse. So I was like thinking to myself, I was like, shit, I don't, I don't need, I don't need to go check it out. Just send me the papers. And, uh, yeah. And you, so that's how it went. You qualified for nationals as a freshman at 125, right? When you were with Canada? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I yeah. had read at one point in time that when you had, had announced that you were transferring, that actually Lambert was going to go to 33 at first. Was that, was that true? Yes. Yeah, I, I thought I yes, read that. Yes, that's exactly. Yeah, that, that's, that was the plan. I was there in the summer, and what happened was, <clears throat> um, you know, I mean, I'm glad it worked out the way it worked out. I mean, I got there, and I was like, this guy's supposed to be a 33, and I'm bigger than him, first of all. But, <laughs> um, you know, but then they, they had Abaddon coming in from JUCO. Yep. Uh, Anthony yep. Aberdeen. Yeah, he ended up they were talking about, Yeah, they were talking about putting him down at thir- they were talking about putting him down at thirty three, so that made Timmy go down to one twenty five. And at the time, honestly, Timmy was beating me. And so that just shows you, you know, I made a really big jump. That's right, you know, and then I was like, you know, whatever. I'll... so Timmy ended up going down, Abaddon went up, and then we had McChrystal in the mix and and um so, you know, I I red shirted and I really I really got a lot better that year and it just kinda worked out the way it worked out and and it was the right. It worked out the right way, you know. McChrystal was, ended up being it was bigger than me. I was bigger than Timmy, and so at the end of the day, I, I thought it worked out the way it was supposed to to begin with. But so was that year um, the first year that you were really around? Was that year the year first year you were really around like elite type wrestling on a day to day basis? No offense to Campbell or, or New Mexico, but maybe that's why you made that big jump. Absolutely. Listen, when I tell you I came from nothing, like there isn't shit here, man. It's crazy. It's, 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 I mean, not even just, not even speaking from like a, like a wrestling standpoint of like partners and all that. It's just, it's like a trap here, man. You know, there's just so much bad stuff here. Like, and yeah, you know, and obviously the same thing. Uh, I mean, maybe it's different at Campbell. Like there's not like, it's not like uh, Albuquerque, like a crazy city, but yeah, you know, I, just, I never, I never had the coaching. I never had the direction. I never, I mean, I had some pretty good partners here in Albuquerque at the time. Uh, I was kind of lucky, but um, yeah, man, that for sure, you know, getting in that room. Um, yeah. In my opinion, this is, this is the way I've always looked at it in order to, to be really, really good. You're going to need a, a few things. You're going to need good coaching. You're going to need good partners and you're going to need a good schedule. And that, and 
that the Big Ten, that's that's where it's at. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, it's just the truth. You know, you you're going to get shit kicked out of you at first, just like I did my when I first got into the lineup. I, you know, I was getting beat up for a while. I was batting 500, and then I got one ranked win. And then and then I got another one. And then by the time mm-hmm. Big Ten's, I, I beat uh, Sabatello, who at the time was ranked pretty high. Oh, yeah. And then I went to, then, yeah, and then I went to Nationals, and I, I beat – Zane Richards and I took out Johnny DeJulius and then after that I'm like, oh, oh Johnny right, DeJulius, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, what was I'm it? Like, what, All right, I'm here. I, you know. What was it like? Give me like ten seconds of what it was like to wrestle Johnny DeJulius. Listen, that guy's hands were as big as freaking. Uh, <laughs> Everybody says he's got banana like, hands. He's like, it was like, it was like, he's like, uh, uh, you know, like the people from like Guinness Book of World Records with the the, yep. the longest nails. Yep, it's like that, but like they're not nails; they're just fingers, man. <laughs> it's crazy. You can't, you can't. The thing about it is, you can't train for it. Like no, how, you can't. How the hell are you gonna get? How the hell are you gonna get that look in your room? You know <laughs> yeah, you're I mean? like, like grab my wrist a ton and then go down to your knees and then just pull on my arm you know, a lot. You know who I worked out with before at that match when I wrestled at the quarters the year after? Okay, I've only beat. I'm two and one against him, and yeah. both times I beat him were at nationals. So he beat, he beat the you at the time duel, I right? Him, yeah, he kicked, yeah, he kicked my butt. I was there. I, uh, I he, was rooting he for him. Me. Yeah, I was rooting for you to he lose. He dumped me. <laughs> yeah, I, it's all good. You're you're an Ohio guy. But no, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I was rooting I, uh, for you. Before that match, I I was I was working out with uh, Robert Kokesh because he oh, kind of yeah. did a, like a Kelly tip, and he yep. had really good grip. So I'm like, well, shit, if I could keep this guy off my arm or doing that, then I I should be able to keep Julius. But I mean, still, like, yeah, Kokesh Julius was is huge. Pretty, wasn't he? Kokesh was a seventy-four pounder. <laughs> yeah, Kokesh seventy-four. You know, he he wasn't going like balls to the wall, but he was giving me that feel. Cause I'm right, like, right. It, it just it helped me gain confidence in that position, and I, you know, I kind of figured out how to wrestle him. The Joyce was like, I'm just gonna like if I put my hands on him, I'm not gonna like let him grab my wrist. And just right. And, you know, I mean, keep him off your wrist. You listen. Give a chance. You got him when it counted the most at nationals. So yeah, for sure. It is yeah. what it is. Yeah. So let me ask you this, man. Um, What's it like having a guy like Jordan Burroughs around the Nebraska program? Man, JB, you know, he's a – you guys know. I mean, everybody pretty much knows. It's not secret that not only is he a great athlete, man, but he's just a great human being. Correct, and, um, correct. He's just uh, he's just a very, very good role model. And, um, you know, like I said before – I wish I could have been like a role model like him, but that's just not me, man. You know, I just, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I can't, I can't, I've never been able to live my life how he does. And he lives his life really clean, really, you know, just by the book. And, uh, you know, it's just good. It's, it's for me, it's not so much uh, like learning technique from him. For me, it's about seeing, watching how he works, watching how he trains, watching how he conducts himself sure. or, or how, you know, how he's, how what's his what's his body language or or how how does he look the week before uh worlds or you know is he is he relaxed or you know how how is he training is he is he a little bit you know uh is he taking it a little bit easier or is he is he picking it up a notch and i think those are the things that i think i i've taken from him the most and i think i've said this before is he's a hard worker it's not but it's not about the amount of hours he puts in Cause he doesn't, it's not like he puts in a crazy amount of hours. <clears throat> the thing about him is he's really, really efficient with his time. So, you know, he's, he's doing things that are gonna, he's getting the most out of an hour or sure, an hour and a half. Sure. Whereas, you know, and he's always stretching, he's always stretching, always taking care of his body. He's always doing stance in motion at, you know, when he's tired, 
Yep. You know, so those are things I'm like, oh, hey, I got to do that or I need to do something after I'm done when I'm tired to give me an edge. So that's what that's what it's like being around him. Um, it's just it's just another another, uh, you know, he's just someone to, to, to learn from. And I pick his brain a lot um, on the mental side. You know, I ask him, you know, uh, how do you how do you feel or what's your game plan for this guy or, how, you know, what's your mindset going into this and you know that's where i've got a lot from him so so Good stuff so speaking of mindset and this is this is something that i've always wondered um you know i was never quite i guess even fortunate enough to do it so you were a two-time all-american you wrestled in yeah. the uh the blood round the round of 12 at ncaa's three times i know twice was to ryan taylor i think your sophomore yeah. year you lost to him and then your junior year you beat him to all-american yeah. what's it like going into it? i mean you did it three you wrestled in the blood round three times What's it like going yeah. into that match, dude? That's got to be the most mentally taxing match. I I can't even imagine. Well, it it was different. It was different each year for me. Um, you know, that first year, my expectations for myself were like, I mean, a little bit less, I guess. So, like for me, I guess going into that match when I lost, I was kind of like, I don't want to say content, but like, I wasn't nervous in a sense of like, I got to win this match. Cause I had already beaten a couple you know, Richards and DeJoy. So I felt pretty good about where I was wrestling. You know what I mean? And I was just kind of like, well, you know, I took him into overtime. Whereas early in the year he majored me, he was a second seed that year. So yeah, I, remember. You know, I gave it all I had and, and he was just the better guy that day. Whereas <clears throat> last year, you know, I had a better year throughout the year. And even though I had lost in the quarters to Clark, you know, I felt like if I'd beaten Clark, I could have made the finals, made a final run. Yeah. No um, doubt. Uh, I had felt maybe felt a little more pressure, but it was like it was kind of like, hey, he got me last time. Like, you know, the the, the pressure's on him, and I'm gonna freaking, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna let him do it again. And then this year it was kind of a little bit, I don't want to say hard. It 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 was a little bit harder mentally, just because you know I had lost and I really felt like, I mean, I'd beaten Gross earlier in the year, so it was kind of like I was like, this is my year to win it. So I kind of had to, you know, get my mind. I had to kind of let it out that frustration and that and that emotion and and then try to kind of bring it back and kind of forget about it for the uh for the moment and 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 get the job done and uh but um yeah it's never it's never something that you want it's not that the round you want to be in but um you know I think for me it's just getting yourself relaxed and and uh even though sometimes I'm thinking, hey, I gotta win this match. When it comes down to like where I'm out and uh, in the back or whatever, getting ready for this match, I just try to get myself in a in a good a good place mentally, where it's like, you know, this is this is it. Either I, I win and I keep going in this tournament, or I, or or my season's over. And so it's like, all right, well, for I'm not sure. gonna let this guy stop me. So for that's sure. pretty much it. Just treat it like another normal match, man. Try to, yeah, you got to try to, you know, even. You know, even if it's not, you know, you got to lie to yourself and kind of get yourself in that. Yeah, I mean, that's, that frame what, of mind. that's what I was wondering. Like, you wrestled Del Vecchio, I think, from Rutgers in the round of 12 this year. Yeah. And, I mean, it's clear that you had, had a better season than him, yeah. um, you know, yeah. throughout the year. But at the same time, I mean, it was it was a fairly tight match, 8-5. to five. You know, I was there. I watched yeah. it. You know, you obviously controlled it. But, I mean, shit, that stuff's – I mean, it's to me, that's got to be like – He's a dangerous guy. Yeah, yeah that's got to be mentally he's draining. He's a good guy. Yeah, oh, he's, he's real a, good. He's a, he's a damn good guy. And, yeah, and I mean, especially, I mean, in that match, I'm up like 6-0 or whatever, or yep. what it, whatever it was at the time, and then he gets a couple takedowns on me. I'm like, holy shit, I got to hold this guy off, make sure, you know, he, I don't know what the hell that guy did, did a line 
halfway through the match or what. He, well, he's got he, nothing to lose. I mean, that dude had nothing yeah, to lose. Exactly. He, he wasn't expected exactly. All-American. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, it's, it's you know, yeah, I mean, even even then, you know, I'm thinking, like, you know, yeah, this guy's not projected to beat me, but, you know, he's wrestled some really good guys really tough. And so I got I can't just think he's going to lay down for me. I got to go in there and I got to take him out and, and do whatever I got to do to win. If I'm up and I got to run, I'm going to run. You know, you don't want to think like that, but, you know, you just got to get once, – once you – you know, anytime you're All-American, it's like you got that monkey off your back. And you sure. that, then it's like now after that, shit, to me, to me, honestly, second, second to eighth is the same. Right. You know, so it's like I can go out there and go, you know, all out, and if I lose, I'm not going to feel any better having fourth or That's whatever, a great point, you know? man. That's a great point. Second through eighth is the same. I mean, after that point. No, I mean, I mean, I agree. I to mean, me, yeah. to me. No, and I and I think that probably with the way I think about it is after wrestling in the finals, just because that'd be a freaking awesome experience, you know. Oh yeah. Three through eight. I mean, you're an all American. Uh, you know, the only thing that changes yeah. next year is your ranking if you're coming back. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess maybe maybe I maybe I it's not quite how I just said it, you know, because coming back and taking third means a lot, you know. But I guess I'm saying like. Uh, you don't feel that you don't feel that same pressure. The nerves are different before you before you finally you know you lock up the All American. Right and now you're like all right I can I can go out there and I can I can maybe take more risks. Whereas like in the round of twelve it's like I gotta win this match you know so you know you you know don't let these guys fool you. All these guys talk about how they you know they go out there oh, I'm gonna let it hang loose or I wasn't nervous or I wasn't scared bullshit. <laughs> I'm scared every time I no doubt. every time I step out on the mat no matter who I'm wrestling you're. You know, it's just your body's natural response to what what it, your body's your body's about to go through. So no, I think what you just said is exactly right. And we saw it in our guy Micah Jordan. Right, he loses in the round of twelve last year. You know, he's wrestling yeah. a little. He's wrestling a little tight earlier in the tournament. As soon as he all American, he goes out and like Texan majors dudes right after that. It's like you know that exactly. proverbial monkey's off his back. He's just flowing. Yeah, there's a reason why the exactly. blood round matches are so close. I mean, it's not because – I mean, granted, both guys are great wrestlers, but everybody's feeling the pressure. There's a lot on the line in those matches. Absolutely. And, there's a lot, and then, you know, then there's a reason why you see a lot of, like, people getting smoked on the backside because either you got guys, like you just said, Michael Jordan's opening it, opening it up, or you have guys who are, uh, who are just like, I'm All-American, my body hurts, just whoop my ass, and I <laughs> want to be over. Down. But, you know, and, and, then you have, and then you have guys that, like, my weight, my weight, like, you know – one of the toughest weights out there. None of those guys are thinking like that. Everyone's like trying to beat every single person, even after the all American round. So then you still got tight matches. Right. And so, you know, cause it was a tough weight and just nobody wanted to give an inch. So that weight was yeah, brutal, man. man. That weight was freaking brutal. Speaking of that weight. Yeah. Let me, I got to ask you, dude, by my account, you're the only wrestler this year to have victories over both finalists. Man, how, yeah. how, how does that make you feel? I'm, for one, I know it had to help your confidence going into the tournament, but how does that make you feel at the end of the day? Well, it sucks, you know. I mean, it, I mean, it, it's cool, you know, to know that obviously that was good enough. But you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I, I felt like I like that was my goal was to win, and I felt like I could win. And so I think to me, you know, watching, you know, I don't want to sit here and, and sound like a jealous, salty guy, but watching Clark win, man, that was like, I mean, it could have been anybody else, but watching that guy win, it like as like someone stabbing stabbing me with a <clears throat> with a freaking knife in in my heart you know what i mean and not because i'm not because i'm like oh he didn't deserve it i mean the guy wrestled with a blown out shoulder and and messed up wrist but it's just like yeah. in my mind that was the guy i was training for 
like a year and a half. I mean, like I obsessed over that guy, man, you know, and um, to the point where like I was thinking about him every night before I went to bed. I was writing his name on my walls in my mom's house when I'm home. So like I'm like before I leave the house, I'm like, I'm going to go train. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go swim, swim, a, swim a mile right now or I'm going to go run four miles, you know. Sure. And so to watch that guy win is like, damn, man, it's like shit, you know, even though I had beaten him, you know what I mean? So for me, it wasn't like something I'm like, oh, yeah, I beat the finals to me. It was like and then, you know, losing the gross in the quarters and watching him make the finals didn't help much either. Right. So especially a guy who had beaten earlier. So, you know, it sucked, <laughs> you know, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. I'll tell you what, man, you had a very classy tweet that you sent out regarding Corey Clark, you know, just basically giving him his respect, stating that he's a yeah. true warrior. So, uh, you know, that was really cool to see come from you because ob obviously, like we said, you're the, the only guy in the weight class this year to beat both finalists. So I know that probably kind of yeah. weight, weighed heavy on you, obviously. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah that's oh, going to yeah, suck. Oh, sure. Oh, sorry. Sorry to interrupt yeah. there. It's, I mean, it's going to no, suck, no, and it's, it's something. I mean, look, I'm freaking 33 years old, and I still have matches. Sometimes I – sit down at night and I'm, you know, I'm like, damn, you know, and I, that might be crazy, yeah. you know, but you, that, that shit happens sometimes where you're just like, shit, I had it. Yeah. I, I was good enough to do this. I just didn't quite do it. And I'm not trying to, you know, but, yeah, but at the same time, no, for sure. at the same time, you're a two time all American, man. Yeah. yeah what's no, that mean yeah, to you? Um, it means, it means a lot to me, but I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, um, maybe it's something I'll appreciate when I'm older, but for me is like, like I said, you know, I've, um, I trained to be the national champion. When I tell you, like I trained hard, I, I have no doubt in my mind that there's not a person in that weight class that trained hard to me, but you don't, that doesn't, that doesn't mean just cause you train the hardest doesn't mean you're automatically going to win. That's not, that's not how it works. And a lot of it just comes down to, you know, some of these guys have been wrestling since they were four. Like, you know, they, they've been in big matches um, since they were since they were little kids. And, uh, and you know, I'm sure that plays a part in it too. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I'm sure how I feel right now is probably how Clark felt um, two years ago when he lost to Brewer or last year he lost to Garrett because he thought he was going to win. Right. And so maybe in the last couple of years – I didn't, I, I was realistic with myself. I'm like, you know, I'm good, but you know, I don't know if I can realistically beat Nation Garrett. I don't know if I have the actual skills to beat him yet. And it, when coming into this year, I'm like, all right, listen, I've beaten Richards before. Um, I've given Clark a hell of a time. This is my year where I can do it. You know what I mean? And so it just, you know, it is what it is. You know, like I said, I lost, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I am, um, you know, I'm, uh, I guess, proud of myself and, you and uh, be. I'm proud of myself um, in certain ways but in other ways you know uh, it's going to always sting a little bit and maybe that's why maybe that's why I want to continue to compete and even though it's going to be through fighting it's still I can still maybe go get a belt and that might take away some of that that sting I guess so let me ask you just kind of for fun who's the uh who would you say is the toughest guy that you've ever wrestled? Or, or maybe what about this year? Shit, man, that's such a tough question. Because that weight class that. this year was just loaded. I mean, 133 was probably one of the toughest weight classes. Oh, dude. You, you, okay, so, so when you say tough, yeah, I know. So when you say tough, do you mean, um, are you speaking like someone who's going to put a pace on you? Or just like who's like, who like the technically like, was the hardest for me. Who did you freaking hate to yeah, wrestle? Who like, did you hate like to wrestle? Like when you walked off the mat, who me, did you me, say? Me, 
Mijic, because it pissed me off because I don't want to say he don't wrestle hard. I hate that Because he does, but, no, he, he, but he, the guy's he's lefty. Yes. And he's very slick. He's got an unorthodox style. Very, and it's it's hard. It's it's hard. It's hard to maybe him or like Brock, because like you know they're they're both kind of elbow guys, and like you know if you put your hand on there, if you try to call a time, you, you're gonna get they're gonna get on your leg right away. So it's like those are the guys that are kind of tougher because it's hard for me, it's hard for me to put a pace on you or like try to wear you out if I can't put my hands on you because if I put my hands, like the first time I wrestled Meechus, I went after him right away and I got taken down like five times and it just yeah. and just was just a stupid plan. So. I kind of like matches with guys who I know are going to bang with me. Um, you know, it's less frustrating for me. Like, even though I lost to Tom Sello, I felt like I could game plan better for him. So what's it he's going like, to wrestle hard the whole time. What's it like to wrestle a dude like Thomas Sello, like 5'3", just a ball of muscle? Like little Hercules. You know, he scrambles a lot better than you would. Like, for me, I was like, oh, you know, like, I don't know how, like, I feel like I'm a pretty good scrambler, but I never got a takedown on the guy. So, I mean... You know, I he's tough for sure. I, you know, every time I wrestled him, it was just kind of like, all right, I'm going to get on a knee and I'm going to grab his left wrist so he can't high crotch me. Yeah, so, right. Like, but it's frustrating because it's like, you know, how you know at the same time, how are you going to get your offense off from there? That's so, a good point. Um, he's definitely, definitely a lot like stronger than you would think because I'm in the weigh-in line and I'm looking around. And I see this guy. I'm like, dude, this guy's like comes up to like. My my freaking nipples. Yeah, and, but, he, <laughs> but he's got he's no freaking, neck. But he he's a tank though. You he's know got what I mean? no he's neck. Tank, you know, and then you yeah, he ain't got no he ain't got no goddamn neck. First of all, and he <laughs> you know he's not gonna get tired. No, <laughs> so you know he's you know he's a he's a gamer too. So it's like you know he's definitely definitely one of the tough one of the toughest guys I've ever wrestled for sure. You know I you know he I think <clears throat> I just think I think he should go back down. Oh really? You know, I, I Tell just, me about that. I just, I just don't think, I just think he's gonna have a hard time with a guy like Gross or, um, because you don't see him putting up a lot of like you know um, points on like top or like I mean he's, right. he's on the feet. He, it's kind of like a like a Zane Richards. Like I feel like if Zane Richards would have wrestled one twenty five, I feel like he could he could have been a national champ. And so I don't know. I mean. I'm just, you know, he, who am I to say that? I never beat Tomasello, and he was the one seed this year. It's just, uh, but at the same time, you know, you got Brock, Gross, Michic, all those guys coming back, and they're not going to get, you know, they're not going to, uh, you know, they're not going to get any worse. So, right. No, um, it's, it's, I don't know. I just feel like 25, is, I, I just feel like he's he's more of a 25-pounder than a 33. And uh, It's funny but, you, you know, say that, that. That just goes to show how good he is. You know, he bumped up, and. To me, I, I'm not going to say he's undersized, but he definitely wasn't big, and he was right. undefeated. He only lost one match, so I mean, he was right. He was right there to win it. So, yeah, it's funny you say um, that because uh, you know Ben and I have been talking before, and it's like you know Tomasello. One of one of Tomasello's best attributes is his ability to finish his shots quickly. But when he gets into those scrambles type situations with the taller, funkier guys like a Gross, yeah, you know, that's when he yeah. has problems. So not it's funny, you well, know. That's it's, why he lost it's, to Clark. Yeah, it's funny that you picked up on that. Yeah, you know, it's just, um, I don't know, it's just one of those things hard to explain, you know what I mean? He's definitely capable of winning a, a, a national title at 33, don't get me wrong, but right. I just feel like at 25 he could dominate. I, I don't I don't think he would have had a problem this year, you know, obviously maybe with Gilman, but I think the rest of the guys, I think he would have, I think he would have done very, I think he would have handled them, you know, uh, Yeah. even though, even though, you know, Gilman didn't win and it played out the way it 
did. You know, I think if that bracket gets played out ten times, I think Gilman wins it nine times. But that's just the way it goes. You know what I mean? That's the beautiful thing about it. So <laughs> that's yeah, how man. I feel about that. Okay, okay. So, so you all American two times. You know, you I think you won the Midlands, right? Yes, this year. Yeah, yeah. you won the Midlands. So, is there anything else that? Um, you know, one thing that you might have, besides winning an NCAA title, that you wish you would have accomplished in college that you didn't, or is there, are you pretty much, besides that NCAA title, pretty satisfied? Um, I'm pretty satisfied. I mean, I guess you would say Big Tens because that's like the next big thing for me. But for me, I'm more of a guy that's like, uh, like motivated by matchups. So like, you know, me, it's like beating certain guys. Uh, so True. like a guy like Thomas, I never beat Thomas Sell, so that was a goal of mine once I knew he moved up. So I'm like, oh, that's the guy I want to beat, or like a Kate Brock, or like a Meechich. So I guess for me, you know, if if it's not Big Ten, it's it's those three guys because I know that those guys are going to go on to have great careers, and uh, and um, it's always nice to get a win. You know, uh, that's sure. why at the end of the day, I can say even though I, you know, I didn't win the national title, I can, you know, even though it wasn't the national tournament, I can always say hey i beat Corey clark at least one time because right. i think if i hadn't i think i think i think it would bug me a lot more moving moving forward so so like you, i said yeah i think i'm motivated by matches what's that no so it, it's interesting you, you know you brought up big tens so i gotta ask you you know by by all accounts from the season that you had this year and from you know just me and ben having conversations this year you know i would say that and I would hope that you would agree that you probably had a, 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 by your standards, a disappointing Big Ten's performance this year. How did yeah, you? For sure. How did you overcome that to come back and then All American at nationals? Man, I mean, I I kind of dealt with the same thing last year. It's just, um, except maybe last year was worse. Uh, you know, I when I wrestled Virginia Tech at the NWCA duels, I sprained my MCL, and so that kind of weighed on me a little bit. And I think I was a little. You know, I had it taped up. I was a little bit hesitant. I didn't know if it was going to hold up um, just because it was a quick turnaround. And last year I wrestled with both, both of them like that. But I had a little more time by the time Big Tens rolled around. So I think I don't want to say that's the reason I lost. I mean, I was up 3-0 on McKee in the quarters, and I just kind of <clears throat> I just hit a wall in that that first match. But Yeah, dude, um, I, looked, I, I looked over and I was like, holy shit, Montoya's getting yeah. beat. By, I, hey, I I, I'm not trying to be a thing. dick, but I'm like, what the f- Hell, it's happening, yeah. dude. I'm like, Listen, well, yeah. there's two ma- there's two matches. There's two matches this year that I that like you know losing sucks, but I can I could live with the gross loss because even though I got put on my back, I came back and I kept wrestling them. And I didn't, you know, 99 percent of guys would they would have they would have let themselves get pinned and then then they could go on and say, oh, I got caught. No doubt. Whereas me, I stuck it out and I wrestled. And I have two matches this year that. I, that are going to bug me. And it's the first one against Micic because at the end of the match, I put my head down. And the second one is against McKee because he got a, that turn and I knew the match was over. Like there wasn't enough time for me to get out and do something and have the energy and I put my head down. So those two matches right there are the ones that stick out to me. Now to answer your question, how do you get over it? <laughs> you don't have a choice, you know. It's either, what are you going to do? You know, are you going to sit there and say, shit, oh, my season's over? I know how good I am, you know. Um, and I think um, after Big Tens, knowing that I could get to that tournament with my knee, and I didn't tape it at Nationals. Yeah, I probably should have, but I didn't just because I didn't want people knowing that it's still hurt, and I didn't want them trying to pull on it. So um, I think just 
getting through that, knowing that my knee could hold up, that helped me a lot. And it kind of said like, and I was just telling myself like, Hey, you didn't have the tournament you wanted, but you still got a couple weeks to heal or at least a week and a half. And, and, um, you, you know, I'm a, I'm a guy who's big on film. I'll go back and I'll watch film over and over and over and over again, hundreds of times until I figure out why, why did this happen? And, um, and, uh, Sometimes it's just, sometimes it's mental and sometimes it's, it's technical. And, uh, and so that I'm not, a, I'm not, a, when I lose, I don't, I'm not a guy who like says, Oh no, I'm not good anymore. I'm a guy when I lose, I'm like, you know, that sucked, but I got to wrestle again here. And so I'm, I'm pretty good at bouncing back. It, it, there's not really a, well, you won in the blood round twice, so you're definitely good at bouncing back, no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So it's just something I've been used to. You know, I've never been the guy who's won those big tournaments other than Midlands, and that was kind of weird. I was like, shit, I'm, I'm getting pretty good. That was that so, was awesome, man. I, I was I yeah. was pumped up about it. Hey, okay, so I got a question for you. You know, we ch- we chatted a lot of wrestling. Let's talk about your future first. How much do you weigh right now? I know you're like 5'10", right, cutting to 133? <laughs> <laughs> five ten, uh, maybe like five nine. Okay. So I'm really not. I really don't weigh that much. I'm You're taller than both of us. Forty five right now, but what? I'm lean. Damn. Yeah. I'm. I, I'm not big. I'm not very big, but I'm very lean. You barely know, weigh more than people, I do people, right now. Yeah. People <laughs> think I. They, they. They. You know. I look a lot bigger than I am. You know. So. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just lean. It doesn't come off me easy. So. I hear you. Not. Not that big. So let me ask you this, man, because one of the coolest things this year, like following you on Twitter and stuff, is is kind of your uh, your personality. Where does the whole taking skulls persona come from? Oh man, I don't know. I I think it's just like for me, um, becoming a mixed martial artist, you got to invest in the right sort of character. That is true. And so that is true. I'm I'm started it earlier. I started it early, so. You know, that's the thing about like being a national champ. It's not just about winning a national title. That makes things easier in the future. That makes my, if you know, getting to the UFC, that makes that whole transition quicker because I'm more marketable. I can do things. And I'm not saying it's all for show. I'm just saying, you know, this. I'm at the end of the day, when I put my foot on the line, I'm I'm a very, I'm right now. This is me as a person, and I'm a nice guy. I sit back, have a good time, but when where competition comes, I want to rip your head off and I want to fucking kill you. It just, that's just the way it is. And that's the way I was brought up. That's the way I was raised. That's the way I was instructed to compete. And, you know, it's love it. part of it's where, where I'm from. And, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe I watch too much Narcos or something. <laughs> 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 it's that El Chapo, right? It's that El Chapo. It's El Chapo. I've been, I've been, it's funny. I've been called Chapo, Chapo or Chopo since I was, since I was younger. So then, you know, Ever since this whole El Chapo thing went down, he got ca- captured a couple times. It's like, like oh, El Chapo, you got some that. It's like, ah, oh, whatever. Like, I'll take that, you know, <laughs> take that name with me. So, so, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't come from anything like like uh, specific, like from somebody, you know. Actually, I'm a fan of Bruce Lee. It's more nice. about being humble and stuff. But at the end of the day, like, I'm just, I'm going out there to take your head off. And I, so it only makes sense for me to talk about taking your head off. I got you. All right. So obviously, you know, you're wanting to get into MMA. I got to assume that being in Albuquerque, you're going to be training down at Jackson Wink. That's obviously one of the biggest gyms mm-hmm. in the country. Um, yeah. What's attracting you to MMA? 
part of the reason what you just said. You know, this this is a fight town, man. This is. It listen, is. I mean, every time I come home, it seems like I either get my car stolen or like, you know, like a couple of days ago, my chick, uh, she worked at Starbucks, she got like robbed. Like it's just, you know, this is the, this place is like, you know, it makes you tough growing up. You know, it make it builds you into a, a, a fighter, not just uh, figuratively, but literally. I and so. Um, I've and I've always been a fan of of mixed martial arts. My cousin used to watch Pride, yep. um, FC. Like I was like probably like ten or eleven watching school. like Pride and yeah, yeah. I mean like the DVDs like old school shit and like I just I loved it. And and for me, um, I love wrestling. Will always be my passion. But there's just no money in it, man. It's just it's just it's just the truth. And um, you know I got a family and I I want to I want to keep competing. And so what's the neck? What's if I can't, if I'm not going to wrestle, what am I going to do? I'm going to fight. And so, so, uh, yeah. It's, so where are you at right now with your MMA training? I got to assume you, I, you've been in the gym a few times. Um, how soon are you looking to fight? Are you, do you got a while? Do you need to get acclimated to the, to the jujitsu game, the striking game? Obviously you got the wrestling game down. I really, last summer I already started getting, dipping my feet in a little bit, getting, getting, you know, learning the striking and, you know, having the mitts and, and, you know, uh, basic things I've always kind of, um, I've, you know, I don't, I don't want to say I know jujitsu, but I mean, I've, we have a lot of high level rollers around here and, um, through high school, you know, I, we had a black belt, uh, world champion. He's still here. He works with Holly home a lot. He works with a lot of the fighters that, because he used to fight. And so I like, we're like the same size. So like we would always just be kind of just rolling with each other a lot. And, you know, I'd be helping him with wrestling and he would teach me chokes and stuff like that. So, I mean, um, and he's, you know, he's from Brazil. He's like, well, you know, everybody says they're a real champ. Like he's like a legit, like real champ. So right. like, I mean, I've been around, I've been around the, you know, jujitsu. I've been around, you know, different areas of mixed martial arts. So, you know, now I, now, but I'm not going to fight right away. You know, I got to take my time. I got to, get settled in here. I got to move back first. And, um, I need, and most importantly, my body needs time to just fucking just rest, man. I, I have not let my body rest in a really, really long time. I mean, I got back here on Sunday and on Monday I was working out at Jackson's with one of my, one of my buddies. So it's yeah, like, I saw that. yeah, I need that. So I need time to just let my body completely just where I want to just wake up one day here and, and, you know, whether it takes a few, I'm I'm hoping, I'm thinking a few months before I really start hitting it hard. I mean, I'm going to work out in between then, but I want to wake up and be like, okay, I'm not hurting today. Like, <laughs> really sure. bad, you know, and that's the day where I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to, to start taking, to start taking this like really serious. So I'm thinking maybe you might see me fight maybe a year from now, maybe, maybe a little bit longer. So, you know, there's a lot of good guys coming down here. Uh, actually, Edwin Cooper is down here from Iowa. Uh, I just saw him the other day here. So, um, I didn't know that. You really. know, yeah, he lives down here. So, there's some good. We got some good. We got a lot of uh, you guys. Obviously, know how good of uh, a gym it is, and uh, right, you know it's right. nice because it's only ten minutes from my freaking house. So That's true. Yeah, I went in there, messed some dudes up one day, and then was like, I gotta go back. To That's Ohio. not true. <laughs> so, no, yeah, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> Pico's about to fight in Bellator, right? Yeah. You got any thoughts on that? Man, you know, you don't know until you see. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, 
I think he'll do well because I feel like he's always taking his time. You know, I don't know him personally, but he's taking his time as far as shit. He almost made the mm-hmm. Olympic team. He's about as close as you can get. So, um, I think he'll end up being good because, you know, obviously they say he has good, he, that he used to box when he was a kid, and that's a big thing. Uh, yeah, obviously he's great. He's a great wrestler. <clears throat> and I think, you know, he's got some smart people around him that are going to sure. help him make the right decision. So, you know, but that's, that's the thing is you got a lot of guys who don't, do, that's why I'm going to take my time. A lot of these guys just try to freaking, Oh, I'm going to go jump in and fight. And then they get their ass whooped. And then it's like, they're wondering why they're not in the UFC. It was like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, your records freaking 10 and six. Cause you didn't take your time to go through the right steps. And, you know, you got to find a boxing coach. You, you, you can't just go into, you don't just go into Jackson's. And think, okay, Greg Jackson's gonna come up to me because I'm a two-time All-American. Like, oh, you're from Albuquerque? Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you all this attention. It don't work that way. You gotta take your time. You gotta, you gotta work yourself up and get that attention. You need to find a boxing coach that's strictly boxing. You need to find a kickboxing coach so you learn how to kickbox. You need to find a jujitsu coach so you can do jujitsu. You know, it's not about just, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of these guys don't take the time to do that, and. um I think Pico's done. I think obviously Pico's t- taken his time. I, I, I'm assuming the pictures I've seen, he's at AKA, which from what I understand is a really good gym. So Correct. I, I think, I think, I think he's going to be something special. It just, it's only time can tell. You know, you, and you never know how someone could take a punch. You know, you got to see how, he, you know, he, some people don't have strong chins and, you know, you, just the way you take is. a punch. I, yeah, I, I can take a punch. Honestly, I'm not scared about taking a punch. I'm, I'm scared about, I'm more scared about getting leg kicked. Honestly, yeah. I feel like that shouldn't <laughs> right in the MCL or whatever, right? Or oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, especially lightweights, you know, those guys are freaking throwing their legs around like like no one's business. So that's, no, that's, that's going to be the, the one thing for me. I'm I, If I'm scared of anything or if I'm worried about anything, it's about people kicking me in the freaking legs and I get back to the punch. <laughs> that's funny. Now, you make some great points there, and I think you're right about Pico. I think, A, he's got the right people around him. Plus, you know, besides boxing, he's been fighting since he was a young kid. I, you know, he was doing pancreation events um, in Ukraine yeah. as a young kid. So I, you know, I did not know that. Yeah, I think he went over to pancreation and did the European Nationals when he was a kid and won it. Um, wow. Which I think the only difference is, is basically, and somebody will correct me if I'm wrong, but basically they can't punch in the face, but everything else is kind of the same. Um, but yeah, I'll tell you what, it sounds like you got the right mindset for this. And I think that's fantastic. Obviously we're, we're looking forward to, uh, to seeing your future career in MMA, but what about, what about after MMA? What, you know, obviously, you know, you went to Nebraska, you're, you know, I think Ben said this earlier, you're a scholar and an athlete, you know, what are you, what are you looking to do after all this is done long-term? Listen, I want to, I have a lot of things I'm going to do. You know, I want to coach, you know, um, I need to, I need to get New Mexico on the map, man. This place is hurting right now, so uh, I need to do. I need to, you know, I don't know. You know, if I if I can make a lot of money fighting, I might. Who knows? I might get into promotions. Casinos have always interested me. Uh, you gonna fly the inside you know, trip love, out to your casino? Love, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I mean, listen, I love wrestling. You know, at the end of the day, I love wrestling. So I just, whatever I do do after fighting or while I'm fighting. I'm going to always be involved in wrestling because that at the end of the day is my passion. And, um, um, it's like therapy to me. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what, what I want to do as far as like, because I'm probably not going to fight that long. I'm not, I don't plan on fighting, um, 
like you know maybe around 30 can just call it done you know these guys sure. stay in way too long and then they're they're half retarded by the time they they get out so that's so yeah, true and, and it is i mean it's the truth and no one you know no one uh you think they would just know you know but it's the same thing as wrestling it's like <clears throat> i see guys like frank pirelli or no offense to them you know uh out rest you know i see them training and stuff and to me i'm like damn man I'm like I wonder how much this guy's getting paid and he's over here competing. You know, I don't know if he's working on a retirement, like he wants to have kids or like, you know, not just him, but like other people, you know, I'm like, you know, you better hope you make the Olympic team or you better hope you make a real team and win some stuff. Cause if not, it's like, you know, what are you really getting out of it? And right. but I understand why it's cause they love the sport of wrestling. They love what they do and they don't want to let go. And so, um, it's one of those things. It's kind of like a catch 22. You're getting to do what you love. But at the end of the day, you know, you're giving up opportunities that you're never going to get back. So that's awesome stuff right there. Hey, so let, let me ask you, man, I don't want to to get this away from you too much, but I, I got to ask, um, um, how is uh, one of our other guys that we rooted for for Nebraska was Lambert? You know, we, we really wanted to see yeah. him on the podium this year. How's he doing now? Obviously, he didn't make it on the podium. Um, is he doing OK? Is he in yeah, good spirits? Listen, I, I haven't talked to him, but I know he's doing all right just because. That guy, you know, he's the most disciplined. He lives his life, you know, he's big into Christ, big into faith. And, you know, when he he goes out there and he gives his all. And that's, and he trains hard as hell. And when he loses, he hurts. But he, I've never seen him, like, like, cry or, like, you know, really, really flustered. Because, like I said, he gives his all. And, you know, he, he he's um you know, he's, he's, he's big into God, man, you know, so he, anytime he goes through stuff like that, you know, he has faith in, in, uh, in what he believes and, and, you know, it doesn't, so anytime he loses, it doesn't really phase him, you know what I mean? So I've seen him lose some matches right back. Damn, man, I'd be freaking over there in the back throwing shit. And he's just, he's right on the bench cheering on me or cheering on McChrystal. He's, you know, he, I mean, I lost, I mean, he lost down to round 12 and he woke up the next morning, asked me, Hey, what time do you need me up to warm you up? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, wow. I smile on his face in the morning and he was there to warm me. Yeah. That, that's just the kind of guy that's he awesome. is. <laughs> you know, and that's it, really it's, just, awesome. like, it's not taking anything away from him. It's just, you know, he, I wish I was like him in a way because to him, he know, you know, wrestling isn't everything to him, to him, you know, his faith and Christ is everything to him. And, and so, you know, wrestling is just more of like a, uh, which, which it's more of like a uh, it's kind of something he does enjoy word. an outlet it, it, yeah it, it's 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 a it's a it's something that he gets to do it's not something that that his his world revolves around you know what i mean makes sense and um yeah you know I, yeah i have no doubt that he's in good spirits and he i mean it sucks though i, I feel you guys there because I was actually on the mat, the mat right after him, the same mat, and I'm just like, oh, "Come damn. on, man, get it done, get it done." I'm just like, "Dude, geez. we were we were rooting just, for him," but at the same time, da- oh, yeah. dance, dance, freaking losing to who was it, Mueller? Mueller, yeah, freaking kind of yeah. blew, blew that bracket apart because I had Lambert oh, All American, and you know, geez, but you can't, dude, dance a tournament's nuts. You can't predict it. If you would have told me Lee Zach and Cruz were 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 gonna be in the finals, I would have freaking laughed my ass off at you. I would be like, "Are you shitting me? No way." But like you saying, you know, that's just the, that's the way it goes, you know, and and um, shit, you know, props to Darren Cruz, man, he's a freaking gamer, and 
he got it done. And, you know, props to Joey Dance, too, even though he beat my teammate. You know what I mean? That, that's a guy who All-American is a freshman and had an All-American since then. Yeah, that's, He was a guy who was supposed nuts. to be in the finals the past couple of years. So, I mean, you know, everyone's – there can only be one guy who escapes that round, you know, in each match. And, you know, it's great if you're on one side and sucks if you're on the other. So so let me ask you this. Uh, get, give me one guy – Give us one guy to look out for next year at Nebraska. Who, who's an up-and-comer that's going to really turn some heads? You guys already know that name. I think I do, but I want to hear you say it. You know, CJ. So little, little Strawberry. Little Chad. Little man, Chad? Guy, he's something special. Oh, man. He's something special. Is he that he's good? Very, very, very good. Listen, that guy has beaten me in preseason. You know, that's just not – that doesn't happen, you know? Right. Like, you know, granted, he's bigger than me. But yeah, but still, you're you know, you've been around a while. <laughs> yeah, I've been around. I've been around the block a few times. He's he's very very smart, man. You know, he's just his wrestling IQ is freaking through the roof. He's a gamer, and he's got a style that you just can't. Kind of like the Julius is in a way. You know, you can't really. Yeah. You know, you can have people roll on you, but you're just not going to get that that same feel. You know, and um. Uh, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with the lineup or how they're going to work that out. But um, at the end of the day, he's going to be a freaking guy to watch for sure. You know, but man, that team, that team's going to be, that team's going to be good in a few years. You know, this is one thing I want to talk about. You got to understand <clears throat> how people wondering, oh, Penn State's so good. They're very good. But, you know, you got to think about why they're so good. Well, and you're, you're preaching reason, to the choir. Yeah, I mean, Dude, I freaking hate Penn it's, State. It's not that. I mean, it's it be, like you know, think about it. They get nine point. You get nine point nine scholarships if you're a fully funded uh, um, program, okay? And the best wrestling states. I'm gonna say states because I don't want to piss you guys off. Because I know you guys are Ohio, are Pennsylvania <laughs> and Ohio, okay? Now, you know, if you give somebody fifty percent of that from in state. They don't have to pay shit to stay in state. You know, they're paying seven right. grand maybe. Of, of, right. You know, whereas if you give someone out of state 50%, they got still 15 to 20 grand to pay. That's a great point. And so, <clears throat> so you, you're keep you're keeping everybody in state who are already good because it's a hotbed for wrestling. And then you have the money to get the guys from out of state. And so it's just like, and you look at me, look at their lineup. You know what I mean? Shit. No offense, but how much do you have to coach Mark Hall? You know what I mean? Yeah. Suriano. These guys are these guys are ready to go. Well, yeah, you got you, know, you got to coach go. the you got to coach the ref on how to not do a proper review with Mark Hall because <laughs> that was two for Bojo. Oh, man. I, didn't, I didn't I didn't get to see that. I, I, oh, I the brother, match with the Bo door. Oh, you guys are talking about Bo? I didn't. Yeah, Bo. You know, yeah, yeah. My boy Ben's a little I, I, a little sore about that one still. Oh man, yeah, that's. I mean, and then, didn't something happen with him and Zahid too? Yeah, yeah he yeah. got. Zahid took him down, and then they got reversed because Zahid was apparently pulling on the headgear or something. I don't know. Look, I don't oh, hate. Man. I don't. I only hate Penn State because I'm jealous of them. You know, it's not like I hate them like I don't like them. It's just because they're so damn yeah. good. Look at that lineup, dude. I mean, now we're just kind of chatting. They're all number ones coming out of high school. It's crazy. They're all number ones. And they just got Gavin Teasdale, who was committed to what Iowa, to Iowa. flip, and he was the number, yeah. number. You know, it's the rich get richer there, man. Oh yeah, I wonder. I bet you Ramon Bravo Young's pissed. He's like shit. Well, he's gonna be coming to Ohio State. I hope that'd be nice. <laughs> Has he signed yet, or is he no, still verbal? He's still verbal. He can't sign until next November. 
Oh yeah. Do you know him? Like maybe put in a good word or something? <laughs> no, uh, I don't. I don't. Know. I mean, he follows me on Instagram. Every once in a while, he'll comment on my pictures. But no, I don't. I don't know him personally. Um, I think he's been to Albuquerque once or something. I think I saw a picture of him with Holly home. But yeah, I mean, nice. I know. Uh, like I think he came down uh, to hang out with Real Woods. I don't know if you guys know who that. Oh yeah, is. yeah, we know yeah. Real Woods. Tough sure. kid. That's that's the ne- he's he's from Albuquerque. He's the next. He's the next one. He's okay. the next one to uh, to <clears throat> even though he lives in Illinois, you know, he's he's the next guy to I think. I think he'll top whatever I've done. So I'm excited pre- for him. Was there a team? What? What's, where does Real Woods wrestle in New, in New Mexico? No, he don't. He, 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 he wrestles for Montini. That's right. Montini. We saw him now because that's right. We watched him at Iron Man this year. He's a tough kid. Yeah. You, you, are you thinking about Real Rancho? No, no. I was thinking about. We saw Real Real Woods wrestle at the Iron Man High School tournament this year. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's a uh, yeah man. He's. Yeah, he's out there in Montana. He lives out in Montana, yep, but he was yep. born and raised in Albuquerque. So he's, yeah, he's he's gonna be good, man. He's gonna be really tough. All right, Eric. So listen, we we've had you on for about an hour, man. We we've had a great conversation with you. Is there anything else yeah. that you would like to say to people out there? Uh, not much, man. Just uh, you know, I like what you guys are doing. That's kind of why I wanted to get on and uh, just you know grow wrestling. And we need a podcast like this where you can shoot the shit and just. <clears throat> kick back and people can have a good time and uh you know it's just it's just good for the sport no and doubt, man um i w- wish you guys the best and uh hopefully <clears throat> hopefully you guys grow and make this into something big i would appreciate that man we wish you the best you want to shout anybody out or anything like that uh shout out you know whole you know go go huskers and uh um albuquerque all day and that's about <laughs> it man i hear you well, listen, man, thanks again so much. Thanks for the kind words. We love having you on. Um, I'll tell you what, if you don't mind, maybe when you're getting ready for your first fight, if you can just let us know, maybe come back on. We can do another conversation again. We would love to have you back on. Um, best of luck with the newborn child. Best of luck with the marriage. It sounds like you've got a pretty bright future ahead of you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it, and I will do, man, uh, for sure. I, I appreciate it a lot. You know, I've always wanted to get on a podcast, and you guys Right away, you messaged me, and I was like, damn, that's pretty cool. So, you know, I appreciate it, and uh, like I said, I wish you guys the best. All right, man. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot. You have to right. Take care of yourself. All right. Take care. So there you have it. That's two-time All-American Eric Montoya from Nebraska. What a great interview, Ben. That was fun. That was fun. That dude, was that great dude time. is like and, – and that's what I'm learning more and more. These, these dudes, they're like super intellectual guys, very articulate when they speak, but at the same time, they're freaking mean MFers on the mat. Absolutely. Love it. Hope you guys enjoyed what you got to hear. We, Ben and I both uh, obviously um, wish Eric Montoya the best of luck going forward in his new uh, career in MMA, fatherhood, marriage. The man's got a lot on his plate, but I think he can handle it. Oh, absolutely, man. And, you know, definitely we're looking forward to following him kind of in the future in his MMA uh, career. For sure. All right, guys, that's episode number 18 of the Inside Trip podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker, all those lovable places. Hit us up, listen, download, rate, review, all that good stuff. Anyway, if we got one piece of advice that we can give you, don't wind up on your back, bro.